Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. You could be forgiven for not noticing it. It is a rather small detail when it comes to Easter in the church. But something changed tonight from Sunday. And that is the placement of what we call the Paschal Candle. If I were bold enough to step out of the pulpit for a moment, it's this one right here. So here at Our Redeemer, we've long had a candlestick with a candle in it. And in the last few decades, that tradition called that candle a joy candle. And it would just be lit anytime there was a service. But historically... The candle that was near the baptismal font was called the Paschal candle. Paschal having to do with Easter. And the tradition goes that the Paschal candle, which gets blessed and lit at the Easter vigil, the night before Easter day, would be lit during the Easter season and then returned to the baptismal font for the ascension service. And no longer lit. We do light it for baptisms and funerals. I'll get to that later. But that is the note I wanted to point out tonight. That that candle has moved. And it is not lit as it is during the first six Sundays of the Easter season. The significance you can probably Yet the candle is lit in celebration of Jesus being risen from the dead, but now it's back in its place and its flame is snuffed out because, well, Jesus is gone. He's ascended to his Father's right hand. Nonetheless, we heard at the end of Luke's gospel that after Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples returned to Jerusalem, and they were filled with great joy after Jesus ascended. Perhaps they were clued in on some things that we often forget. You would think that their Lord leaving them would leave them in sadness. But that is not the case. Our text for tonight is Paul's letter to the Ephesians, a section of chapter 1, where Paul encourages the Ephesians and us along with them to remember something about Jesus being ascended and sitting at his Father's right hand, and it has everything to do with baptism. You see, that's why the Paschal candle that gets put out on Ascension Day, it's why it's near the baptismal font. Because baptism is connected with Easter and resurrection. 
Paul writes in Romans chapter 6 that in baptism, you are baptized into Christ, buried therefore with him by baptism into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, you too may live a new life. In other words, baptism joins you to Jesus' death and resurrection. You are baptized into Christ. You are one with him, just as he has died and been raised. So in baptism, you too die and are raised. In baptism, what Jesus did on Good Friday and what he did on Easter morning are all yours. They belong to you. You're baptized in to him. Well, what about his ascension? Oh, that's perhaps the best part of all. And why there's room for joy for the Christian, even in the face of Jesus ascending into heaven. You see, as Paul reminds us in our text, Christ raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus, Paul reminds us, is seated at the Father's right hand. And as Paul also reminds us in his writings, you are baptized into Christ. So do the logic here. Logic doesn't always work with Scripture, but here it's quite simple. You are baptized into Christ. Christ sits at his Father's right hand. What does him being at the Father's right hand mean for you? You are with Jesus at the Father's right hand. We go to great lengths here in the Lutheran Church, and rightfully so, to remind ourselves and emphasize the fact that Jesus makes himself present here with us on earth especially in the Lord's Supper, where he's with us with his very body and blood. Baptism does the opposite. If Holy Communion is where Jesus comes here, descends to earth to be with me and you, then baptism is where I and you ascend into heaven with him who sits at the Father's right hand. In our text tonight, Paul, in Ephesians chapter 1, prays that the Lord would give to the Ephesians the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. 
Paul prays that the Ephesians would have the eyes of their hearts enlightened, that they would marvel in this reality, that they are one with the ascended Lord Jesus, who reigns and rules at the Father's right hand with all power, all authority, all dominion under his feet. And you are there with him. They say you can't be in two places at once. Things, of course, are different in God's kingdom. You are indeed very much here. But by virtue of your baptism, you also ascend to him and in him who rules over all things. You are one, Paul will say, one body with him who rules and reigns over all things. The ascension of Jesus is our great, great comfort in this world of so much turmoil and hurt and pain and sorrow and grief that all things are put under the feet of the one into whom we are baptized. Jesus' ascension is your ascension. For you are in him, with him, in the heavenly places. And so we pray that the same spirit that Paul prayed for to enlighten and have the eyes of the hearts of the Ephesians enlightened, that ours would likewise be opened and enlightened as well. That we may marvel and find comfort in this. We are baptized into Christ. He is not here. (laughs) And yet he is. He is with his Father. And so are we. All things are subject to him. Every bit of evil, grief, shame, brokenness, even death itself, is all put under the one who reigns at the Father's right hand. He put all things under his feet, Paul says, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What a kingdom our God and our Lord Jesus have established. What a faith given by this Holy Spirit that Jesus descends in his Holy Supper to meet us here and yet also takes us with him into the heavenly places by virtue of our baptism. Paul reminds the Ephesians of the great hope to which they have been called a future 
an inheritance, a kingdom that awaits them. And what is that kingdom really other than Jesus coming to us and us ascending to Jesus all taking place in the same location? Heaven and earth will be remade on the last day when Jesus returns in glory. And then it will no longer be an unseen mystery how we can be in heaven with him and he can be on earth with us. For it will all be made plain. Until then, let us along with Paul and his prayer for the Ephesians pray that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to the hope that is found in Jesus' ascension. And every time you see the Paschal candle, we do, as I said, we light it during the Easter season for the first six Sundays. But then we also light it when there's a baptism and when there's a funeral. And so every time you see that candle lit, or every time you see the baptismal font here off to the side of the chancel, Every time you call on the name of the one into whom you were baptized, in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, let that remind you that as much as Christ is with you, you are also with him. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.